Welcome back to your haunted holiday. This is Lisa. And this is Lindsay. And today, you guys, we are doing a very scary episode. Honestly, Lindsay, I think this may be like the scariest place I've ever actually been to. It's up there for me. There's no doubt about it. I mean, I I don't know if it's the scaredest I've ever been, but it was it was very scary. I mean, the only place that I think is similar in scare factor that we've been to would be the Velisca Axe Murder House. Like that place was really scary, especially when we first got there. But I got to tell you what, like I was scared from beginning to end of the tour of this location. I would say for me, something that meets the level of scariness was the Thomas House. I was terrified the whole time at the Thomas House. That's true. The Thomas House was really scary. There, There were some spooky ones, but I think my heart was racing more than any other place I've been to. That's for sure. I would agree. This is your haunted holiday at the Zach Bagans Haunted Museum in Las Vegas, Nevada. The format of this episode, Lindsay, is going to be a little bit different because most of the time when we talk about these locations, we do kind of the history, then we do a segment where we cover the hauntings, and then we cover a segment with how do you get there, how much does it cost, that kind of thing. In this instance, the actual location is haunted, and we'll talk about why that is here in a minute. But most of this, we're just going to talk about the different exhibits because when you sign up for a tour to this location, you're essentially brought to these different rooms that are exhibiting different haunted objects. And a lot of them are themed, right? So like one room is the murderbilia room with a lot of different serial killers, another room, maybe more nautical themed items, right? So there's there's a lot of different nuances to this and it makes it hard to put it into our typical format, which is why this is going to sound a little bit different today. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, it's a different kind of haunt. That's for sure. It's different than anything I've ever been to. It it was great. In a good way. It was fun. I agree. My heart rate was up the entire time and we actually experienced something that was very spooky and definitely a ghost. Like I I feel confident that we experienced some ghostly activity during our tour in the Haunted Museum, which I did not expect. Like I expected to be nervous and scared. I didn't expect to experience what we did. So we're gonna talk about that once we get to that section of the story. Um, But to give you just a small bit of information and history about this place, this was a house that is in downtown Las Vegas. So it's not directly on the Strip. If you are traveling there, you are going to need to take an Uber or a taxi if you're staying on the Strip. And this house was built in 1938. It is a mansion. It is a very big location. So it's not like there's there's a lot of different rooms that you enter while you go throughout this tour. Now in the 1970s, the claim is, is that there was a family living there and there were satanic rituals that were done in the basement of the home. Oddly enough, something that I learned during the tour is that Jenna Jameson, for those of you who don't know who that is, she's been on some reality TV shows, but she's mostly known for some adult films she reached out to Zach Bagans and essentially said, hey, like I used to live in this house in Las Vegas when I was a kid and my parents used to do satanic rituals in the basement, were convinced that people were sacrificed. Her brother claims to have seen somebody actually get sacrificed in that basement. She would see people go down there like wearing cloaks and just apparently horrifying things happening there and he ended up buying this house and then he never heard from her again but what they did find in this basement was a pentagram and an altar so that kind of goes to these stories of satanic rituals that were happening down there it's very creepy i need to understand more about jenna jameson and her upbringing and like what occurred in her family because That is so bizarre. Like, what a strange 
scenario as a kid to grow up with people doing rituals in the basement. I mean, bizarre. But it adds some credence to the story in the background of the house. It does. And I mean, this isn't the first time there were reported hauntings here. One of the things that we learned just at the beginning of the tour was that after, I guess, the Jameson family, whatever their family name was, had the house, it eventually got bought and turned into a law firm. So they had different lawyers working kind of throughout the home, and they were experiencing some really scary things, seeing different figures, looking at them through windows. And, and people did not feel comfortable going into the different rooms alone um, or even just working at the location in general. So that story also brings a little bit more credibility to the story of, you know, satanic activity happening in the basement. Which to me is really like one of the scariest things, realistically. Like that's why I always say on this show, whenever we bring up the Sally house, I'd be very hesitant to go to the Sally house. Like anything with like a demonic or like anything with a very negative energy as far as spirits go, like I, I don't really want too much to do with it. Yes. I I think part of that is we were raised Catholic, so it's particularly scary to us. You know, just right. the idea of demons, anything Satan-related, you know, definitely gets my heart racing. And I don't even like to watch the movies related to that. We'll talk about one of those movies here in a second. So when we first get there, you enter this lobby area, and um, I got to tell you what, the bathroom in that lobby, I'm pretty sure it's haunted, you guys. Like, so... Part one, nobody said that the bathroom is haunted. A girl that was in the tour with us, she came up to me later and said, somebody said hey to me in the bathroom and there was nobody there. I also watched a YouTube video where these guys, and I'm going to reference this YouTube video a few times throughout this show, but basically Zach gave them free reign to go in there and do whatever they wanted for the most part. And one of the first things they experienced was the bathroom door slamming shut and like nobody was there. They hadn't even started really going into the museum. So they were already at kind of a, a heightened awareness. Yeah, that's it's very interesting because I got a like a creepy vibe in the restroom before we started the tour. Um, so it's fascinating to hear that she heard someone say, hey. Yes, and she was very spooked out. So when you go on this tour, I'm going to talk about the different options, but it's important as we talk about what our experience was to give you kind of precedence of what we got. So there's kind of your standard tour, and then there's what's called the RIP, which is kind of their version of VIP tour. Everybody goes on the tour together, but the people who have purchased kind of the upgraded experience, they get to do some additional things. They get to go into some additional areas while the rest of the tour just kind of waits a couple minutes, hangs out in a particular room. So as we talk about some of those upgraded experiences and what we got to to see that other people didn't, we will definitely let you know. But I got to say, the first room we went in for me was one of the scariest. Okay. I agree. I, I And everyone to understand before we even went here, I was not at all scared. Okay. Lisa was like, I'm kind of nervous. And I was like, I'm not. And, and Lisa said, do you think, I think there might be things I, I refuse to do. I was like, no way. Like we're, we're going to go do whatever options they give us, you know, haunted wise. And you know what? First room. I failed that. I, it freaked me out. That is true. I was the nervous one, oddly enough, and Lindsay didn't understand it. And I was like, Lindsay, I don't think you understand. There's a lot of demon related things in this place. And it's not just going to be like a haunted museum. Like they build up every room. Yeah. There's usually some sort of video intro or some sort of audio that you hear that kind of describes what you're getting ready to see and what you may experience. And I will say they do a really good job of building it up because by the time you finish watching that video or whatever it is, you're like, oh my gosh, I really want to get the hell out of here. It's <laughs> <This is> scary. <laughs> they make it scary, you know, much scarier than if you just walked in there on your own. 
Right. If you didn't understand kind of what that context is. So the first room is what I would kind of describe as the Emily Rose room. And if anybody's familiar with the movie, The Exorcism of Emily Rose, that is based on a true story. And it's based on a woman named Annalise McHale, who went through, I think it was like over 50 exorcisms or something in Germany. But for me, this stuck out immediately. First room we're going into, it is the one movie that has scared me so bad that occasionally I still think about it to this day. Me and too. Me it's too. just so scary. And so we go in there and immediately they're like, this is based on the exorcism of Emily Rose. And I was like, oh no, this, I want to get out of here. Like I wanted to get out of there. My heart was racing so bad. So they have all the, it's set up almost like you're in a little chapel. There's, um, you know, like stained glass windows, things like that. And they have these artifacts in there. And this is a newer exhibit, one of which is called kind of like an exorcism box. It has some of the different items that priests actually use to conduct the exorcisms. They have images of the actual woman, Annalise, who was supposedly possessed. And I mean, she looks possessed. If you look up pictures of this woman, I mean, it does not look natural. And then they begin to play audio from the actual exorcism. And I mean, it was really frightening. And then, so they give this whole spiel, you listen to the audio, and then they say for our VIP guests over in this corner, there's this little tunnel you can walk through. And we think most of the energy is kind of housed in this area, something like that. Yeah. And I, and it go, wasn't even walk through, it was crawl through. Right. Good point. It, you don't walk through it, you crawl through it. And they were like, okay, for those of you that have VIP, please go ahead. And I go, no, I don't think so. And everybody in the room burst out laughing. I immediately opted out. I was like, uh uh, no, take me to the next room. I'm not crawling through a tunnel to go where the demon activity is at its most. Uh -uh. Right. I'm going to crawl in the dark in a tunnel. We just listened to some excerpts of this terrifying exorcism from the movie that scared me like so bad. And the demon that that possessed this woman might be in there. I'm going to pass. So I am first attraction, first room. I opted out. But I will say that's the only one I opted out on. Lindsay was braver than me. You guys are going to be proud of her when you you hear the rest of the story for sure. (laughs) So that was the first room that we went into. And we won't be able to cover every single room. And I don't want to ruin it for those of you guys that are going to go there and and spoil everything. So we're just going to cover the highlights. The other one that we went to shortly after this was uh, what I would call kind of the bunny ranch bedroom set. So uh, for those of you that are familiar with the Bunny Ranch, this is, I think it's in Reno, somewhere in Nevada. Um, But essentially, it's kind of like a a brothel, a legal brothel there. Um, If you remember the story of Lamar Odom, the famous basketball player, he had a medical incident on this bed. And Dennis Hoff actually died on the bed, who was the owner of the Bunny Ranch. Apparently, a lot of people working there all claim that this bed is cursed. People would refuse to go near that bed or um, stay on that bed even before these incidents happened. So it already kind of had a reputation there. And Lindsay, I don't know if you remember this, but there was a very terrifying picture taken that they have there on the walls of Dennis Hoff and some of the people working there and what looks like a demon standing behind them. Like there is a clear face. It almost looked like a black, like angel with like a really scary, like goblin face or something. I don't even know how I I honestly have, I have chills thinking about it right now. Actually, I was shocked because apparently they felt like that bed was cursed in some way. And he recognized that there was some sort of a demon in the background of this photo that he had taken and didn't want it to show it to other people. So I don't know. It is really creepy. Um, It starts you off there and, you know, you think something as benign as a bed, but then they get into the demon picture and like, oh, very scary. 
to even think that that kind of thing could be real. If it's real, I don't know, but scary nonetheless. I agree. The other thing I'd like to point out that's, that's a bit of a side note here, and we'll talk about kind of our different feelings in these rooms, but it is the strangest thing because I've never, I've heard people describe this before, but I've never felt it myself. When you walk from room to room in this house, you can feel the difference in the different rooms. Like I literally felt different. And and I'm sure some of that was mental. Like the Emily Rose thing, I immediately was like, oh my gosh, this is my worst nightmare. I hate that movie. I never want to think about it again. <laughs> and then I go into the Bunny Ranch mo- room and I'm like, okay, I feel a little bit better. But some of these rooms, I feel like feel a little bit thicker than others. And let's talk about one that I immediately did not feel great in. And I was surprised because this was one I was actually really excited to to see. And this was the Dr. Kevorkian room. Yeah. AKA Dr. Death. He actually somehow found the van that Dr. Kevorkian would use to bring in his patients. And for those of you who may not be familiar with who this is, he essentially did physician assisted death so people that may be terminally ill that kind of thing um, he would assist them in moving on and he had a van that he would use to come to do this most of the time and there was around I think 130 patients that may have died in this van and he was actually convicted sent to prison um, as a result of this but if you think about all the death that happened in this vehicle it is really crazy and I knew that this was going to be there this was an exhibit and so I was like oh man this is really regardless of the hauntings I wasn't really scared to see it I just thought this is a really interesting piece of history that's another thing I'll say about the museum there's so many fascinating things here but they play this video and in the video they show for whatever reason a lot of women pass out in this room and they think that there's a spirit that is impacting women who go into this space that's particularly picking on them and i tell you what even before i saw that video i immediately felt a headache and then i saw the video and i thought oh my gosh like am i gonna pass out now like i think i was just paranoid because i saw (laughs) that video but right. I definitely had a headache. I definitely felt heavy. Like I just started feeling like, ugh, immediately. Yeah. And this is part of the buildup that they do, right? So they showed us a video, gave us background on Dr. Kevorkian, which I was already familiar with. And I was excited also to see the van. And like Lisa said, you know, they build it up. They really get you freaked out. I did not feel a heaviness. I actually was not super scared in that particular room. Mainly because these were assisted uh, suicides for two terminally ill patients. It's not quite as scary as like the serial killer room um, that I'm sure you'll talk about in a minute. But interesting, though, that there is a spirit out there. And this museum is extremely morbid. Okay. But they do have some fascinating artifacts there, whether they're haunted or they're not haunted. My goodness, it was very interesting. Morbid. But hey, that's... We're doing a podcast about ghosts. So we're into we're into that stuff. Yeah. And they did talk about there was I can't remember how many, but there were potentially several of his quote unquote patients that some of them, it sounds like we're kind of like questioning in the final moments whether or not they wanted to go through with it. And so there are some, you know, thoughts and allegations out there that he did move forward with their death, even though somebody may have been, you know, asking him to stop at the last second. Um, And they believe one of those spirits may be one that is coming through and having an impact on people. I was surprised that I felt that way in that room because that was one I I really did want to see. Getting into some other memorabilia. And let's talk about that, Lindsay. Serial killer room, murderbilia room. I think there is some chance that there is some sort of energy tied to some of these things. So the first one that we went to was the Ed Gein room, and he has Ed Gein's cauldron. For those of you unfamiliar with Ed Gein, it's actually a really disgusting story. He would dig up bodies 
take their skin off, do stuff with their skin. That's as far as I'm going to go explaining it. He was, I would say that he was also the original, uh, what they based the Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies off of. He was that serial killer that they, they based the movies around. Yes, exactly. Well, over the course of finding dead bodies in his house, they found a cauldron that had, you know, body parts in it. This cauldron somehow got found by Zach Bagans. How he even finds these things. And they believe there is some negative energy tied to that. I felt fine in this room aside from, you know, it's pretty disgusting. I didn't feel any sort of impact of anything. Did you, Lindsay? No, not really. I mean, it was, it was dark in there. It was a little freaky. Um, the way they had it set up, um, you know, they tried to kind of make it look like you're maybe in his home or barn or whatever. But no, I didn't necessarily feel any like energy or anything, but it was it was creepy and it was interesting. Yeah. The room that we went to after this had even more serial killer things. And this is kind of like a mix of different serial killers, including Richard Ramirez, the Night Stalker, it had uh, Gacy, it had Charles Manson, Ted Bundy. They had Ted Bundy's actual kill kit that was taken as evidence, like a duffel bag with like rope and other creepy things. They had his his glasses in there. I mean, they had his ski mask. Yes, his actual ski mask. ski mask. I was totally fascinated by that particular um, section of of the the tour although i did have a heavy feeling i will say when i walked in almost immediately i felt like ugh, you know but these are things that i would walk up to and be like oh my gosh you're kidding is this the actual remember if you know ted bundy and you know his story he was pulled over in salt lake city and um they found in the trunk of his car a duffel bag with things that he was planning to use in order to murder people that was taken into evidence and ultimately he was arrested and put in jail where he ultimately escaped um, from that jail. So they had the actual kit. I, I couldn't even believe that they had that in there. It was wild, super creepy, extremely creepy. And Lindsay, I took some notes after we left just to kind of remind myself of the different things that we experienced around the room. This was one I had a bit of a headache in again and then you actually felt almost like a sensation of like hands potentially around your neck. I wouldn't say hands around my neck, but I would say almost as soon as I walked in the room, I almost felt pressure on my neck. Very slight and it freaked me out. And it it went away within like a second and it might have been in my head. But then I, I realized, oh my God, I'm in the serial killer room. Like how scary is that? Uh, to consider. So hard to say if it was just in my head. You know, I definitely felt pressure around my neck as soon as I walked in the room. It was very strange. I am not a psychic. I don't have any, I've never in my life, I've been to so many haunted places and I've never walked in and said, I feel like there is a man here, you know, like never happened in my life. I, uh, yeah. So it was, it was strange to walk in and have that sensation. And I mean, these are serial killers. Yeah. They probably choked people, right? I, I think Ted Bundy did that. I think that's one of the things he did. And there's more than, like I said, like I, I think a lot of it could be residual energy. They had some things, though, that I think could tie them to it. I mean, they had some of Richard Ramirez's ashes, as well as Charles Manson's ashes in a yeah. painting. They had Gacy's paintings. I mean, they had um, Charles Manson's dentures as well as, I, I think it was like his hospital outfit that he wore when he died in the yeah. hospital and his toe tag. I mean, stuff I never thought in a million years, like where would this stuff be? But it was in this museum. Apparently it's collectible. Who knew? I mean, really, really wild. Another room that we went into was the, what I would describe as like the Peggy the doll room. This is a doll that if you look at it in the eyes, you can apparently suffer some sort of medical condition. Some people have even had heart attacks through looking at it on a TV screen. Okay. So when you enter the room, you're supposed to say hello. When you leave, you're supposed to be respectful and say goodbye. I am going to be honest, 
I didn't even look at Peggy. I don't want to risk it. I walked in. I said, hello. I said, goodbye. <laughs> but I was like, I ain't looking at it. I looked her right in the blue eyes. No doubt. I And I thought as I lo- was looking, like, what are you doing, Lindsay? Why are you looking at this doll in the what? eyes? <laughs> look away quick. Uh, but no, I did. And knock on wood. I'm okay. Good for so you. Far. I was a little upset because I was doing some additional research, you know, for this episode, watching different videos. And in so many of these videos, they just show Peggy. So I ended up looking her in the eyes a bunch of times through YouTube videos. They really need to make sure they provide a disclaimer when they bring it up because I had watched an episode of one of Zach Bagan's shows around haunted, you know, artifacts, and they had brought this doll on there. He gave a clear disclaimer on his episode that was like, if you don't want to see it, turn away now. And I was appreciative of that because I looked away because I don't want to risk. Well, and, and that's his way of also building up the haunt. Okay. That's his way of building up the scare factor. And to me, I am very skeptical of, of this. I'm yes. very skeptical of it. Maybe it's real. Okay. I don't know. I don't know all the examples, um, but I am skeptical of this kind of thing. So maybe that's why I looked. And I... now watch, I'll have a heart attack. Knock on. <laughs> don't say that. Don't jinx me. <laughs> I am very skeptical of these things too. I will say, however, I, I don't want to push the limit of it. That's my right. thing. I believe, you know? like I said, we. I believe in the paranormal. I believe in ghosts. So right who knows um so i also even as i was looking at her i was like what are you doing stop (laughs) just like robert the doll i'm not gonna push my limits on that there's too many stories around it although i question it as being legitimate i i'm not gonna test my luck another room that and this was specific to the vip experience this is one of those things that you get kind of extra access to um that's kind of the big you know, item to do as part of the VIP is the basement. This is when you get to kind of see the video about the history of the house. What I talked about at the beginning with Jenna Jameson and the pentagram found, but this is an area that I would say people are scared to go in. Part of the buildup as well is that they tell you, we only want people down there for a short period of time. They kind of time people because they believe the longer you are down there, the more likelihood of you being impacted by what is down there. And in fact, when, before we even started the tour, one of the people working there, we were just kind of chatting with her. She said she will not go into the basement. They were doing a tour just, I don't know, probably a week or so beforehand and somebody wasn't coming up. So they kind of hollered down, hey, what's going on? They're not hearing anything. They go down and there is a woman like practically frozen in place. And they go and touch her and she like collapses to the ground, has no idea how she got there. She's like screaming, terrified. And they're just like, we're not going down there. And in fact, our tour guide even said one time when he wasn't there, the other people thought they heard chanting of his name coming from the basement. They really think there's some satanic stuff down here. Now, I have to admit I refused to go down to the basement. I I think we had just left maybe that Kevorkian room or something. Mm-hmm. And my head was pounding because of that room. And I just did not feel great. And I thought, if I go down to this basement, I'm going to be one of these people to pass out. And I cannot be carried out of this place. I just cannot do it. I don't want to get <laughs> some demon on me. So I'm going to opt out. But Lindsay did it. And why don't you tell us how you felt when you went down to the basement? So you go down some stairs and you, I I will say, I couldn't believe it. But I mean, as soon as I crossed the threshold, I felt a heavy feeling. Um, And I think it was probably fear hearing about, you know, the stories. They really build it up and scare you. So whether or not this is paranormal, I do not know. Or whether it was just me being scared, hard to say. Uh, But I felt heaviness almost as soon as I crossed the doorway into this basement. And you walk through a hallway that takes a couple of turns. It's pretty dark and dimly lit. And then you get down to the area, the main area where the pentagram was found. 
And so I went down there and I did like a quick little circle down there. And I was like, I got to go. Um, I just did not like it at all. I was freaked out. Yeah, I was scared. But I did go down there and I was you okay. did. Hey, you did good because I didn't go down there at all. I will say she was the last one down there and the first one out. But <laughs> at least story. she did it. <laughs> But you were like, I did not like that. Nobody that went down there liked that. All of the people that uh, had the access to go down there did not like it, is is what they all said. So it was a consensus. Let's talk about our experience in kind of the circus clown area. So there is this whole, like, I don't know what I would describe it as, like a clown maze. This is more like a haunted house that you go to where there's like people popping out at you, jump scares. I was, Mm -hmm. as soon as we go through, I'm like, I did not sign up to go through like a jump scare haunted house. I signed up to go to a real haunted house. I prefer (laughs) real ghosts over people jumping out at me, especially like clowns. There was really things jumping out at you here. I did not like it, but it definitely upped the scare factor immediately. You know, my heart's racing again. Like, can I just go to the other room? Like, I just wanted to get out of that agree didn't love it so we finally get out of this clown maze thing and we go into almost like a circus tent attraction type thing there's a guy there and he is I, i don't know his name but essentially he has like the world record for being able to put a drill bit up his nose with like an electric drill i didn't even watch it i i I was just like, oh my God, I'm going to be the unlucky person that goes on the tour and then something actually, you know, happens. But so he put this drill bit up his nose. Okay. And then we finished that and he's like, okay, our VIP members get to walk into, it's almost like this circus carriage looking thing. Yeah. And there's like a hole in the wall with an EMF meter. And they're like, lately we've been seeing a little girl. And when you stick your head in, it's dark and there's like, it's like under a staircase, essentially. We've been seeing a little girl down here. VIP people come up, you get a chance to kind of ask questions, stick your head through the hole, which again, kind of ups the fear factor. Cause I'm like, why am I sticking my head in this hole? What am I gonna see on the other side, <laughs> right? Look through, as other people are looking through, Lindsay asks, is there anybody here with us? And I'm not even kidding, within a second of her asking, I hear a little girl talking. Yeah. And it went on for a while. I I really wish that we were able to record it and try to figure out what was being said. Unfortunately, it was just too muffled in the moment. We weren't allowed to bring in recording devices or anything like that. But it was clear. I immediately go, did you hear that? And Lindsay said, yes, I heard it. Another guy in there was like, yes, I heard a little girl just now talking. I was pretty stunned that a little girl is supposed to be in there. And Lindsay asked the question and we immediately hear the voice of what is clearly a little girl saying something. What she said, I really wish we knew. I I know for a fact it would have shown up on audio if we had a recorder. Yeah, it was audible to us. Um, and it was an immediate response to my question. I, I was also shocked and I really do not believe that in that museum that they set it up to trick people into thinking they're dealing with a haunt. I I mean, I get that they're trying to scare people. They're trying to make people enjoy this and up the fear factor for sure. But no, I, I really don't think they faked that. And I walked out of there and I told one of the tour guides, I said, you know, we just heard a little girl respond to a question um and he was surprised as well um and the funny thing is i was much less scared of that than going into the basement (laughs) much less we heard that response and we were like oh my gosh we were excited about it but i i'll take a little girl any day over a demon 100 percent. yeah what's so weird about that for those of you who haven't experienced something like this it wasn't scary it was exciting like, oh my Absolutely. gosh, something just responded. I was much more scared of watching that guy stick a drill bit up his nose yes. than I was <laughs> hearing this. This was a, more so of a moment of excited. And nobody in that room, I think there was five of us total, 
was scared. Everybody was much more interested and, and excited that we actually heard something. So that was a very cool and unique experience to hear something audible and we didn't have to go back and listen to a recording to hear it. Like it was clear right there. So definitely for me, the highlight of the tour that we got to experience something like that. The tour was amazing. We still have another couple places to talk about, but that was something totally unexpected and, and really cool to be able to experience. So I have zero doubts that this place is haunted. This place is haunted. We experienced something and I felt like it was haunted just from being in there. And I'm not a psychic, but you can really feel the difference between rooms. I agree. It was very interesting how that, how that worked. Very interesting. Next, let's talk about one of the most famous rooms in this place. In fact, it could be the most haunted object in the world. This is the Dybbuk box. It's probably the most famous one in the, the museum. We did an entire episode on the Dybbuk box. So if you want to go back and listen to that episode, I highly recommend it. We won't get into it in a ton of detail here. There's a lot of background um, behind this particular artifact. Um, but if you were to touch it, uh, open it, you are essentially going to be cursed and this demon is going to, you know, follow you around. If you know anything about that, that famous story, Post Malone, the rapper, he was in there one night late um, and Zach had touched it and then he had touched Zach and he proceeded to get in a plane crash. His car crashed and his house was burglarized all within the course of, you know, less than a month. So they thought maybe he was cursed by this Dybbuk. People also see in the room itself shadow figures. Sometimes one person saw a shadowy figure kind of like hunched over hiding wearing a top hat. Yes. That's terrifying. <clears throat> Other you know how if you listen to this podcast enough, you know how I feel about the hat man and that is like a scary concept. It is very scary. Other people say that there um, can be an old woman with sunken in eyes that will follow you to your dreams after looking at the Dybbuk box. So a lot of history here. This is really, really haunted. I also had another friend go there who experienced something in this room. She said she had almost like walked into what she would describe as like an invisible brick wall and immediately turned around and left the room. And this is one of those friends that doesn't just make stuff up. If she said it, it happened and I believe it. Mm -hmm. Now, we didn't experience anything like this in this room, thankfully, to be honest, I really didn't want to. But I, I mean, it was pretty wild to see it there on the other side of the glass, something that we had done, I've seen a lot of shows about, done a lot of research on. Um, and luckily we did not experience anything. Although I will say that room felt heavy. I definitely felt like there was a little bit of a different air while walking through that room. You also mentioned that you had a headache while you were in that room. And this was one of the rooms where the tour guides offered people the option not to go in if they didn't want to. I know we had at least one or two people that that opted out of going in the Dybbuk box room. Yeah, yeah, I definitely had a headache again. There was really, I think, three primary rooms where my headache kind of picked up. And that was the Kevorkian room, the, I think, the Murderbelia room, and then definitely the Dybbuk box room. I could feel that headache starting, which is just a strange thing because I've never had that happen before. I don't know if it's just because my heart rate was, you know, rising or something that may have caused that, but I mean, it was an interesting feeling I haven't experienced. One of the other rooms that we went into that um, is, I don't know if it's lesser known, but it's one that I didn't know a whole ton about in terms of the museum is what I would describe as kind of the nautical room. They have some Titanic, haunted Titanic memorabilia as well as memorabilia from the Natalie Wood accident where she either was pushed or fell off of her yacht. And they say that this memorabilia is haunted. There's a lot of information around it. And Lindsay, you said in this room, you felt like maybe something touched you. That's right. I did. I felt like something slight on my arm. Whether that was something actually, I, I at first I felt like maybe something had brushed up against me, like one of the other tour people, 
but then there was no one right next to me when I turned around. It was kind of like right on the back of my arm. So hard to say whether or not maybe it was like a little breeze moving through the room. Maybe, maybe not. Um, but it felt like there was something on my arm. Something got my attention. I turned around and, and there wasn't what I expected to find was to be somebody else on the tour brushed up against me. But who knows? Maybe it was I, Natalie Wood. It could have been. Or it could have been the captain from the Titanic. There was a lot of different stuff in there. Yeah. Another room that we went to, there's two kind of final rooms that we went to that were really interesting. One, which is extremely famous, you'll know it if you've seen the movie The Conjuring 3, is the Devil's Rocking Chair. We've talked about it in a previous episode as well. But essentially, this rocking chair was in a home where there was a little kid, little boy that was supposedly possessed that they did, the uh, Warrens actually did a number of exorcisms on this kid. The Warrens actually claimed to have seen the devil himself sitting in this rocking chair. People around this rocking chair get sick. They get nauseous. They pass out. That's another thing. People have to get removed. In fact, not long after they put this exhibit up, he had to actually close it because he said there was just too much going on. People were getting sick. There was just too much activity. And he closed the exhibit. By the time we went to go see it, we actually um, did get to see it. And as VIP people, we were able to actually walk kind of around a threshold, get a little bit closer to it. We weren't allowed to sit on it or touch it, which I'm totally cool with. Um, but we were able to get kind of a, a closer look of it. The other thing they say about this chair is that when somebody sits on it, they experience back pain. There is a video I watched on this years ago when I was doing research for another episode where a guy from Entertainment Tonight was getting a tour of the museum and he either touched it or sat down on it, but he almost immediately experienced back pain. And I don't think his back pain has gone away, Lindsay. He's no way. I swear. He's continued to have debilitating back pain that he attributes to the devil's rocking chair. Whoa. I was going to joke that like maybe it's just a really poorly designed ergonomic chair. <laughs> but no, that's wild. Like that's that's pretty interesting. Seriously. And, you know, oddly enough, like this room, I, I didn't feel as heavy as like some of the other ones, like the Dybbuk-Bach room, the, the Kevorkian room. You said you felt pretty heavy in this room. I did. I really did. As we were standing there kind of like behind the little barrier, I felt just, you know, I think it was probably my heart racing, thinking about, you know, the video they were playing and how scary it was. But it, I felt a heaviness, I, I have to say. It's quite creepy. It is a very creepy room. No doubt about that. And then finally, we went into the demon house room. This is also another one of those movies that I find pretty scary. This is actually a Zach Bagan's documentary that they did. I'd say it's probably one of the most intense investigations they've done. If you haven't seen it, I believe it's on Amazon. Um, it's on Amazon Prime uh, Movies. If you look up Demon House, um, it's pretty scary. Be prepared for a scary watch. But essentially in this house, they believe it was possessed. There was a little kid that got possessed that the CPS worker actually like quit her job after watching him climb a wall in I, I don't know I guess a satanic type of way that was kind of inhuman that did not appear possible for a human to be able to do absolutely terrifying movie I was quite scared of it Zach Bagans actually destroyed the home he actually tore it down but he did save certain artifacts that were found under the basement stairs as well as the basement staircase and that is there for you to see and it's quite dramatic because they like raise this garage they're like if you would like to leave now before we open the gates leave now and it's like okay i guess i'm gonna <laughs> stick around by this time it was the end of the tour and i'm like i might as well just see it i feel like i've been through everything it's almost like i was a little little bit more relaxed by the end of it but that movie really did scare me so this was one um i thought i would be more scared to see than i was but still a cool exhibit 
Yeah, it was pretty neat. I did watch that movie, so I was familiar with the steps and that kind of thing, which is really creepy. But yeah, I agree. It is, you know, it's a buildup. They're they're doing an exhibit here. They're they're trying to make you scared. So they succeeded. They absolutely succeeded. I will say, I mean, really fun experience. I'm I'm so happy we did it. We got to see so many interesting things that I we haven't even covered a lot of it. We covered kind of the main things that we experienced, some of the highlights, but there is a lot more. So I would definitely recommend if you get a chance to go out to Las Vegas and if you want to be scared, this is a place to go do it because I I don't feel like I scared that easy. I mean, I do get a little bit scared when we go to haunted locations. No doubt about that. I don't deny it. But this was kind of like the height of my fear in a haunted location. And I truly do believe that this is a haunted spot. I agree. I think it's haunted. I mean, we heard that little girl's voice. I have no doubt. This is Lisa, and are you ready to embark on the adventure of a lifetime? You've heard me delve into the world of haunted travel, exploring eerie locations, and uncovering spine-chilling tales. And now I'm thrilled to announce the launch of something very special to me, which is my own travel agency, brought to you by Your Haunted Holiday. As our listeners know, I'm not just passionate about haunted travel, I live and breathe it. From researching the most haunted destinations to planning unforgettable journeys, I'm here to make your travel dreams a reality. Whether you're seeking the thrill of a haunted location or craving a getaway to somewhere a little less spine tingling, I've got you covered. And here's the best part, my services are absolutely free. Let me put my travel skills to good use by helping you plan the perfect escape. Simply visit yourhauntedholiday.com and click on the Travel Agency by Lisa link at the top of the page in the menu. So where will your next adventure take you? Let's make it a journey you'll never forget. Contact Your Haunted Holiday Travel Agency today and let's start planning. Your adventure awaits. All right, guys. So if you want to go to the Haunted Museum in Las Vegas, keep in mind, prices are subject to change, etc. But this is the price as of now in 2023. First of all, if you want to go, you need to be 14 years or older. So if you have any little ones, they're not going to be able to go on this tour. There's two different types of tickets if you're going there during the day. The general admission tickets are $54. And again, it's the same two-hour tour. You're on the same tour with the the people that have the VIP pass, Um, but you may not be able to go into that room where we heard the little girl's voice. You won't be able to go into the basement. You won't be able to crawl through that Emily Rose tunnel (laughs) that I don't know who wants to crawl in. So it's entirely up to you. Honestly, I was shocked that people on our tour actually crawled into that tunnel. I was shocked. I was like, who are these people? And how do they have the guts to make that <laughs> that move right now? Because I I've been to so many haunted places. Uh, yeah, I, I ain't messing with that. No, no. I, I, I ain't messing with that. The other option is what they call the RIP, their version of VIP, and it is an all access pass. It's like thirty two dollars more. It is eighty six dollars a person, so it is a little pricey. What I will say, so it gets those different um, extra activities that you get to do, but it also includes a t-shirt. And I think the t-shirts in the gift shop are like $20, $30. So that makes up a lot of it. So if you want a t-shirt anyway, probably worth it. And you get like a VIP kind of keepsake lanyard that you get to wear. So that's a nice addition as well. The other option that you have is what is called the late night flashlight ghost tour experience. And I don't know if I would do this or not. It sounds, I mean, it is a self-guided tour. They turn off all of the lights and you have an hour and a half to go investigate. I don't know exactly if there's like a certain path that you have to follow, um, but you get to go 
investigate the basement if you'd like. Um, so it's only an hour and a half, but it is $204. That's pretty pricey for an hour and a half. I think I would be pretty scared to go in there with all the lights out and no tour guide. Although, you know, people do this all the time. Nobody's died yet, as far as I'm aware. They're still in business. I think we could do it and right. probably or be they're, fine. Or they're cursed somewhere and nobody believes them and <laughs> they're crazy. <laughs> Their life is ruined. Yeah, right. God probably. Forbid. I would be, you know... I might do that. Um, honestly, I, I was impressed by just the standard kind of two-hour ghost tour. I'd be interested to see what we'd experience in the flashlight tour. I, I'm I'm assuming it would be um, very scary, especially it's going to be a totally different atmosphere with none of the lights on, right? Um, I did see a video of people that were, um, I think, famous YouTubers, like I said at the beginning of the show. They were given kind of all access. I'm sure they probably didn't spend this money. I think they were friends with Zach Bagans. But they even sat on the devil's rocking chair. One of the guys even got three scratches on his neck at one point. They did a spirit box session with um, the devil's rocking chair where all kinds of crazy things were said you guys gotta go find this video it's like one of the first videos you'll see when you go look at it but in the dybbuk rocks room they had one of those i don't know what you would call it but devices that kind of like spit out words you know um that a ghost can somehow impact it to make Fear it say box. something it said all kinds of horrible things it was like hell death like it wasn't like what they heard in other rooms in other rooms it was just like kind of standard like hi you know, that kind of thing. In this room, it was like all really dark and like nasty words. I was like, that's kind of interesting that like they go into the Dybbuk box room and like they experience that. So I wonder, it didn't say on the website, but I, I wonder if you're able to bring in some of that equipment to, you know, kind of test it out a little bit. It'd be very interesting. No doubt. I would just, we would need some brave people to go with us. Yep, All I right. agree. I, Yep, I agree. I'd love to try it out. All right. Well, we had a great time at the Haunted Museum. I was really impressed. I was shocked at how scared I was. Um, so if you want to go, definitely check it out. If you are enjoying our show, make sure to rate us five stars. Give us a good rating and tell your friends and family that like this kind of stuff to check out our show. The more you spread the word, the more we can continue to expand. So, all right. Very good. Well, everyone have a great week. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We even have some YouTube stuff out there. Have a great week. Thanks. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Mm -hmm.